Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, season's over. High school season's ended. I'm trying to kind of come down. You know how it is. Can't wait for it to start. Can't wait for it to end. But then when it ends, you fall off a cliff. Yes. Especially when you're up 14-11 in the fifth. You can't close it out. Bad coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Coach doesn't have prepared to close things out. We got to go back in the gym and we got to prepare to close things out at 14-11. Isn't that the addiction of coaching though right oh, there yeah. it's the it's the wonderful part and the just brutal part yeah no yeah and this was a fun group too this group yeah. you'll love this story davis they uh it was a half an hour after our last match and it's on a what tuesday night or whatever we're in our home gym and we got kids kind of laying in the center circle not wanting to leave and i i, I was usually i'm the last guy out of the gym I just said, finally, we're out of here. I got to go get some dinner and get a beer. I got to get out. I can't. And I left them. Kind oh, of wow. Four just of them really... laying in the center circle. Oh, just, just so, I mean, they're into it. They were into special. it. Yeah. So it just yeah. kind of reminds you what, you know. Yes. I always get this about. postseason sadness. Yeah. Even, no. Yeah, it's it's like, like, this this team was a, was a sweet team. Yeah. So you would have you liked it. That's really cool. And you know those kids, a bunch of kids. So. Yeah, and so it sounds like it could have gone either way. It's oh, yeah, 14-11, it goes either way. Yeah, the best of times, the worst of times. Yeah, that's it, that's it. So you're uh, starting us out with the skill today. The skill, so here's the what setup. Basically, just got the job as the beach coach, uh, a beach coach the female um, beach coach for Point Loma High. So I'm okay. really stoked about that. And I've been a beach coach in the past, but now I'm coming back to it. And so the skill for today is transitioning from indoor to beach and beach to indoor. And I have just a few points to go over that I think uh, will be probably more good reminders for everyone. Yeah. I don't know if this is any, um, you know, groundbreaking material, but it's sort of good reminders. And um, so let's let's get into it. Well, no, and I, I, yeah. I think that it's just cool we're talking about beach because we just have it. This is our first... Yeah. It's our first little entry in the beach. Oh, I know. It's and, our first time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So we're having CIF. And for people that don't know, we're having CIF um, sanctioned beach volleyball. In San Diego. In San Diego. Yep. So cool. And Which CIF uh, is our uh, high school like governing, uh, board. Yeah, governing, governing body that, yeah. that has taken on beach volleyball in the... What, last year was the first year? Absolutely, and uh, shout out to Kelly Drobeck yep. because she did a lot with that and from working was, that at That was her club. passion project, no Absolutely, question. and uh, I'm stoked because I grew up playing both all the time, and now I get to get my feet back into it, and I'm just ant. So, and the, 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 the indoor high school season's ending, and I got a bunch of my players on the club team that do both. Cool, oh, that's so, fun. Okay, so take, take, get me into it. What okay, are we doing? Okay, so one of the first things that is different... Um, going from indoor to beach is you're going to have to do a more straight up jump. Okay. So that's one of the first things you notice. You do more of like a almost two feet at the same time. It's almost like you're jumping and driving both feet down. If you try to drift in the sand, it's going to be really impossible. So I'm kind of thinking. Is that because of of wind? Is that? I just think you don't get 
Well, that's that's I'm sure that's part of it because the ball's blowing around. But also, you just you you push off the sand and you kind of glide through it. I feel like you can't. You want to stomp the sand down and make it into a compact surface. When you're going forward, it kind of pushes behind you. Interesting. I feel like. See, that's very interesting to me because that's I would have started in a bunch of different places, but I wouldn't have started there at all. I mean, I, that would have been. It's cool that you started there because this okay. is something that I, I love it. What else? What okay. else we got? So the other thing is hand setting is obviously very different. Okay. Right. So you see um, people go out there who've been hands. Uh, hand setters indoors and they get called all the time because of spin or whatever so you got to really slow down the wrist um you can take it a little bit lower um but what i really see is is more of that wrist action is really much more important not for the beach players okay and so i can actually tell a beach player by how their wrist so action you're getting operates. you're getting into skills so right away kind of teaching skills the differences so you start with the attacking and the approach and then get into setting so i didn't know where you were going i thought you were going could be in a training or whatever you have one court you got two two on two how do you you know how many yeah so i'm kind of thinking if you're a player this kind of that's kind of where i'm thinking got it okay yeah cool so um the other one is touch so on indoor you have you you get to rip a bunch of balls which is one of the things i love but your soft shots, obviously, will be open-handed a lot of times. You're not going to have the, the the spin shots need as many as much precision, right. and so you got to get that back when you go back to play beach, right. and that takes a while, right? It takes quite a while, right? So your high lines got to drop right in the corner, and uh, you know when I first come back from playing indoor, it's sailing, <laughs> it's sailing out, you know, good, yeah. you know, shorter court, all that stuff too. Um, one of the games I like for touch, though, is this game, simple game, four corners, where you're playing like speedball style, and uh, you only get a point uh, if you can hit the ball to one of the four corners of the court. Okay. So, obviously, there's in a fiddle, hit deep middle, that's a great shot, too, but for this game, you know, they get the shot, uh, touchback. You so, know, everything is, okay, everything's yeah. going corners. Okay. So, like that. So simple. Yeah, it's fun yeah, for the I girls. I like it. Yeah. And then, cardio. I mean, cardio is completely different on beach, if we all know. And I have no cardio, (laughs) so I'm dying out there. And so that's one of the things that made me notice. But uh, rarely are you hardcore winded after a point indoor. Um, And often on the beach you are. Yeah. You know, and I'd say just being able to catch your breath like that, uh, it's going to be painful at the beginning, but that's just a a big change that you're going to need to get used to. And the other thing I'd say with that is probably one of the best ways to do it is play a bunch of volleyball, right? Because you play hard. Gets, gets you back get your to breath, playing. Play yeah. hard and that, that's a uh, common refrain we've had here. Yes. Back, play. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play. Let's play. You know, and then uh, I love the gamesmanship aspect of beach. And sometimes you don't get that as much when you're an indoor player. And by that, I mean, like, I think she's going to do an angle shot right now. You know, right. it's like, and I'm going to play her in this way. And, and you get to make more of those decisions individually, which I love, you know, and and taking that over as a player, as opposed to having the coach have ownership yep. over that is a really cool difference. And it's also something that I think players kind of need to sometimes reclaim after being uh, in a six-person team, if yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and then uh, they also have to be multifaceted as players, obviously. So, you know, I could never pass. <laughs> so it served me. And I could hit, but I couldn't pass. Right. So it's like, you know, um, if if you have a weakness, it'll get 
picked on, but that's also why you want to do it. Yep. And so a lot of times I'm, you know, especially I'm thinking middles, you know, they hit quicks, they block, they go out onto the beach and it's rough out there. But, you know, it's so good for them too, right? In terms of their no, ball it's, control. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. And I think indoors we pigeonhole yes. kids a lot. And yes. I think that we find out that, oh, hey, that middle can pass a little bit. What do you know? And right. We haven't really put her in passing because we needed middles, you yes. know? And, and, and they were inexperienced middles that we had to give a bunch of training to. Yeah. And, you know, the passing for our middles wasn't the fire closest to the house, but it might be next year they could pass Absolutely. for us, right? Absolutely. And, and that's where I got skilled and got a bunch of this stuff that I was not getting indoor and became skilled in pass. I never passed indoors, not not a lick, you right. know, because I was set a right side. Right. But I, I became, you know, uh, good at it because I did it. You're absolutely right. So, and then just the volleyball intelligence. Now, I, I know there's volleyball intelligence indoor. It's just different type of volleyball no, it's magnified it's, because yes. there's so many more opportunities. Yes. Because you can go, I mean, you can go three or four plays indoors and maybe not touch the ball. You know, right. you're a middle. Yeah. You Absolutely. don't touch the ball. You can actually swing through three rotations, maybe, and not touch the ball. Absolutely. I mean, you're doing stuff, right. you're transitioning, but you might not touch the ball where, hey, in, on the beach, every, the every play, you're touching the ball, right? Absolutely. So, so that's, that's going from indoor to beach. And I got just four going from beach to indoor, okay. which no one's really doing right now, but um, they will be shortly. And... And I noticed a bunch of, Point Loma's got a bunch of great uh, beach players. And just the, the area is just packed with uh, good players because of 692 and some okay, of the training yeah. that they've done now. But we also see them playing beach while they're playing indoor a little bit. And so some of those things that have stood out are basically, you know, you got to hit really, really hard indoor. Right. right? You cannot do a bunch of roll shots and right. last. Right? Yeah. So, you got to bring it, right? So that's one thing. There's also a much bigger emphasis on blocking indoor if you're going to be a front row player. Um, you can play full tournaments on beach and not block, especially as a female player. Hey, I was I was coaching on the AVP, you know, I don't know what it was, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, when uh, the sisters who were at SC... Katie and Tracy Lindquist, right? Yes. And they, we were playing against them. I was coaching women and... And they didn't block. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And they were getting, you know, top. They were in the AVP. They were in the top. You know, they were top ten. They were. Oh, they yeah. were getting like thirds, and they oh, were yeah. winning a lot of tournaments. But they were getting like thirds and fifths. Absolutely. They were doing better than the teams I was coaching. So I was trying to tell <laughs> the players, I, I, I was coaching. Wait a minute, can we be a little more, you know. <laughs> Tactical, tactical, and when we're gonna block. I mean, look at this team. They're just sitting back there and digging balls and not blocking and making you guys make some errors and putting pressure yeah. on you and not giving you, not dropping, so not giving you. They're just sitting back there and yeah. reading and defending. Absolutely, and shout out to Katie Lindquist because that's actually who probably got me down here because that was my girlfriend coming to San Diego. Okay, we're going old you know, school. We're going now. old school, school girlfriends. Okay. I know. This was back in the day when I was. So you're responsible kid. for her not blocking. <laughs> so you're taking that. Uh, well, I told her thing, quit blocking. Well, and the other thing about about Katie and Tracy was excellent too, but Tracy would hit more, but Katie was just cutty, cutty, cutty. 
cutty and you just you'd have to be standing at the net yeah. <laughs> to dig your cutty and so i guess i learned a couple things there i mean you don't have to block and you have to have one really great shot and a lot of good stuff happens you know so play great defense so anyways um indoor also uh tooling and just engagement with the block as far as attacking versus the block is more pronounced yep. and more you know immediately important uh, you get you don't you do get tools on the beach, but they're not like intentional tools, and you're you're not on the sideline as much, so you don't get that sort of edge tool yeah. that you see as commonly. Yeah. You know. See, I was kind of into the tools on the beach. I thought it was maybe something that was undertaught. So. I agree that it is undertaught. Yeah. You know, um, for sure. And then the other thing I would say on indoor that's big if you're transitioning is joint prep, right? Because you are going to. Uh, your joints are going to feel it compared to the beach, for sure. Okay. Um, compared to just your muscles on the beach, you know, you're, you're landing on soft sand, you know, your joints are, will feel it, and it's going to be a different type of recovery. And I, I, there's people that can explain the type of recovery better than I can, but I just know yeah, that... Yeah, it's not in my... Uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but I just know you can feel it on your yep. knees and hips and back differently yep. a lot. So, anyways, that's the skill. I'd love to hear from what everyone else had to say. I, I play both, and I'm actually of the viewpoint that you can play both at the same time and, and not really be too uh, offset by it, but it takes a lot of doing that. Well, I, I think there is a... You know, I don't know if there's a bias of indoor coaches like, oh, Beach is screwing up my players or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, right. I don't know right. if Beach coaches, because I haven't really been with the age group coaching Beach, but you hear that. And my feeling is like, hey, the positives are going to outweigh the negatives. These kids, all the reading opportunities you get on the beach, yes. it's just you're playing more volleyball. It's good for you. Yes, you know? yes. And it's, if you have the love for it, the passion oh, of yeah. going out on the beach and getting all those reps and getting all the serving and passing, it's like, hey, I don't know. Have I ever had a season that I finished and thinking that we got enough, we got enough serving and passing reps? <laughs> right, that's a great like, point. So yeah. it's like, wait a minute, they're getting out on the beach and they're playing all the time and getting all these reps and getting all these reading opportunities, oh, yeah. and getting all these opportunities to get a line to be able to hit. And the ball's yeah. blowing around in the wind and yeah. it's way tougher. I mean, it's got to be good for you. I mean, I think the so. differences yeah. are there. Are differences, and I, I you know, I'm sure coaches who are more knowledgeable than I can point those out but my feeling is hey play volleyball absolutely and the other thing I would really love to point out is the culture sucked me in the beach volleyball culture is so fun I mean you just you're, well, hey, you're slapping hands yes, with the, you your fun. opponents and there's stuff there's some cute there's, girls out there yeah. it's like it's just you know it's oh, just hey. all sorts of good stuff you know and and or when I don't know, it's a win-win. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, so that's the that's skill. A good one. Really that's a cool one. Sort of out of our box a little bit. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So what's our scenario for our the scenario week? today? Is end of my high school season. And we're in the playoffs, and we had a bunch of tough matches in the league that were you know down to the wire, mm -hmm. where we're playing teams that are, uh, you know, the matches are close, and it's. Uh, obvious that you know you look at every edge you can get and one of the things we all look at of course is the refereeing and so our scenario today is the refing is inexperienced or below average okay i'm trying to be uh <laughs> okay. thoughtful yes. and, you know as far as describing because number one i think 
you know, we need to be empathetic. It's tough to be a ref. Absolutely. And they don't have enough refs. So a bunch of these refs are getting put into situations where they haven't really been trained. And mm-hmm. hey, I'm an experienced coach. I've been doing this for a long time. And so if I'm a ref and I'm a, I haven't been doing it too long and I get matches with experienced coaches that are going at it, it's not easy. Absolutely. So I think, uh, but I think it's something we, we could talk about. So I have a bunch of things to do. Number one, okay. don't be surprised. Right. Hey, so wait a minute. They're looking for refs. They can't find enough. You're going to get inexperienced refs. You're going to get refs that are going to be below average because they haven't done it a lot. Right. And the fact that you go, oh, I can't believe how bad my ref. Well, no, I believe, <laughs> believe how it. bad. No, I mean, and it's not their fault. No, absolutely. But it's, it, we shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't be like, uh, just, oh, I can't believe it. Right. No, we should absolutely. believe Absolutely. Yes. Um, That's a good point. And then because of that, you have a plan for both you and your team. And you go, wait a minute. Okay, this is going to happen. It's part of what we have to prepare for. I'm a coach. i got to prepare my team and prepare myself for this situation. Um, secondly, pay attention. Refs have patterns. So I can look at refs that are refing tournaments or something. And maybe we have them or we've had them through the years. And they have certain patterns. And so can That's I stay point. away from maybe a disagreement with a ref, because I know this ref's pattern. And I tell my team, listen, there's a ref in San Diego. and She loves calling overlaps. And she'll call them when they're super tight. Maybe she's right, maybe she's wrong. And I'm not looking at every overlap. Right. But I tell my team before, listen, this is the ref we have. You have to be super anal about your overlaps. Don't right. cheat at all, right. ever. She's not going to warn me. She's just going to call it the first time it happens. And I get irate because I'm going, why are you stopping the game for some? But, hey. Every ref has a little we thing. Can, yeah. We can avoid it if my team just knows that ahead of time. That's a good point. Do it. So can I put myself in a position where I don't have to be? And, hey, if a ref is tight calling sets or is loose calling sets and we no. know that, hey, I'm not going to – I'm telling my team that. Right. Hey, they're going to call it. You know, if you get a super high pass that's spinning a bunch, if it comes out with any kind of action on it, they're going to call it. Right. So probably it's the ball you bump set with this ref. Right. And other refs, right. hey, they're letting it go. You could get your hands on it and jack it out there. Right. So okay. I think helping your players do that and does it get you out of those situations because you already expect it. Right. You expect those things, whatever, whatever those things are. Uh, and that means, hey, we're going to practice with bad refing. So I'll be a ref and I'll say, oh, okay, I'm going to call balls in that are out. I'm going to call, you know, nets. I'm gonna, I, I could do whatever. And, you know, the team's go, well, that was, I'm all, yeah, get in the huddle. Right. Yeah. Right. Get in the huddle. We're practicing bad calls. Okay. I'm a now, bad ref. Now you tell them beforehand that you're going to be like that. No. Okay, good. Because I don't either. I was wondering. Sometimes I'll tell them and sometimes I won't. And I think when you they go I mean? crazy, I'll tell them, listen. Right. Is this going to happen in a game? We're trying to get ready to play and right. compete. And you guys have to know how to get in an next point focus. Yep. And if I'm asking them to get in an next point focus, yep. then I have to too. Yep. So if there are things that I'm doing with a ref or I'm expressing some kind of displeasure or something, it has to end with that. And i got to turn it off right after that point's over. I can't be moping around the side like, oh, that was a critical point three oh, points ago. Yes. And you see coaches kind of carrying time. that along. Yes. And... I can get a little bit uh, 
aggravated I say that. <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing. He's, he's seen that. Uh, but I think I do a pretty good job of turning yeah, it off absolutely. and going, hey, it's over. Yes. It's done. Here we go. Uh, so uh, the practicing and, and knowing that. Uh, get refs' names at the meeting and use their names. Okay. So I always do that. I write them on my little game sheet on my notebook. I like I'm like, okay, we have, you know, George and Sally today. And so, you know, I'll say, hey, Sally, you know, or whatever. Like so okay. I'm calling them by name. It's rather than, hey, ref, you know, it's like, Great. hey, Sally. So, I like that. Okay. Um, cool. I always get their, get their names and I use them. Uh, next one. If you can be a stoic, do it. There's some coaches who can just sit there and not say a word and all the power to them. Right. I'm not one of those coaches. And if I could be, that would be wonderful. But I think we have to acknowledge that if you can do that and that's your style, I think that's great. Yeah. That's not my style. Uh, but if I can't be like that, then I have to be strategic. I can't be a wild, I can't be stupid and wild. Right. Right. And so when I look at strategically, my goal, I'm not necessarily into reversing calls. Yes. So if somebody's doing something and they make a call and I'm going, wait a minute. Did you see did you see the foot on the approach on the ten foot line? Right. And the ref's all Yep, I'm looking at it. I'm all okay. Because right. I'm not necessarily looking for them to say I made a mistake there, but I just want to make sure they don't make that mistake again. It's a great point. And so I, I'm I'm identifying an error so it doesn't happen again. Right. If I think there's an error made. And I'll tell them, you know, what I the thing that I love about the refs is the ones that talk to me and go, Yeah, that was a I, I'm, it might have been an error. I'm like, okay, great. Right. So you know you might have an error, so you're going to be a little more focused on it next time. I'm like, hey, my team makes all kinds of errors. I've made all kinds of coaching errors. If my team was perfect, I could expect you to be perfect. Right. But they're not. We're right. making all kinds of errors. Yeah. All set. You make an error too, your errors are going to happen. I'm not surprised. I just don't want, I think, the only thing I want as a coach is if I point something out, I don't want it to happen again. I want my team to have a shot that, wait a minute, I'm doing my best to help that ref go, wait a minute, I saw my error, I'm not going to make it again. Right, and I, and I think I'll just jump in real quick. One of the things that annoys me to no end is when a ref just won't even acknowledge you there. And that's more and more common because I think is. they're teaching refs that. And that's why I have, this is... I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, really. Yeah, but because I'm right with be, you. We're not trying to attack refs. I think I think the point you're trying to make is that when you can have a little bit of dialogue, it makes you understand what they're thinking, and and then you can understand what's going on in the match a little yep. bit. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, next one: teach your captain how to approach and respectively speak to the ref. That's good. That's okay. really good because I think that's part of what we need to do too. Because really, now if the ref isn't going to allow me to communicate at all. It's really the rules say captain, so the captain has to know how to do that and get comfortable doing it. And maybe practice it. Uh, if you are one of those people, and I'm one of them, that, that vocal on bad calls. So if there's a four hit that I see, and I see a boom, boom, and then two hits after, I'm yelling four, four. Right. And I'm just, that's who I am. Right. And yeah. it's just natural to do it. But if I do that, my feeling is when they make, so, and they'll, they call it, and I'll go, oh, good call. When they make other good calls, then I try to acknowledge it. So if they call a touch, and my player touches it, and I go, hey, you know, Kate, did you touch that? So yeah, and I'm like, hey, ref, good call. Right, right. And 
usually I haven't had too many refs tell me I don't I don't listen to refs or to coaches talking to me when I'm telling them they made a good call. Right. They only say it when I. But I, I think it's, there needs to be a balance. If they do something that's right, it's a, a close one that you acknowledge that, not just expect it. Oh, well, that. Hey, that's a good call, ref. That's, that's, a, a, good, that's a tough yeah. play. So try to you, be, you know. You know what I did see in your, one of your matches, though, was where you called a touch on your own team, and they're like, no, you know, what we're yeah, going to go with our yeah, call. Yeah, no, you we know. called one in yeah. uh, in our state match, too. So okay. well, that's that's another that's scenario. A topic. That's a, yeah, it's a another topic. Topic. But we want to, that'll yeah. be a good one to get into, because I have all kinds of feelings on that one. Uh, next one, if you're out of line, apologize. And there are times when I'm out of line, and there are times when I'll go, hey, between games or something, hey, I don't want, you know, I'm trying to drop it after the play, but the ref might not be dropped, and they might think, hey, that coach is psycho, right. and it's important for them to know that, hey, I forgot about that, you know, I'm going next point, and whether between games, if I think they're holding on to it, and they think that I'm, I'm going, hey, here we go, just say, hey, I apologize, I shouldn't have got on you for that, or whatever, it's a judgment call, and you made a judgment, whatever. I have no problem apologizing, no problem. Uh, it's not about my ego. And then lastly, thank the refs at the end of the match, no matter what. Right. It might be horrible, it might be great, it might, whatever, hey, yeah. thank you, appreciate you coming out here so we can play. I love it. So how, what else do you have for us? Well, I think the other thing I would add is, if they're bad, or... It, uh, inexperienced or below average, I should say, it'll probably over the course of time balance out, typically. Yeah. Um, well, and you could say that for anything you say with the ref. And that's why if you're a stoic, right. you can be a stoic. You go, hey, it's all going to balance out. That's fine. Right. Uh, but sometimes it might not balance Doesn't out feel like it in time out. because right. over a big time it might. But if, you know, if there's two sets that aren't close and then there's one set that's super close... There might be two or three calls at the end of just because that happens. And right. one of those swing points can be big. And, yes. and you're not going to have time. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, the other thing that I heard from a great coach who was a mentor to me, Woody Teatapa. Yeah. Uh, he said the ref needs to feel that you're there um, just working for your team. Right? If they right. don't feel that, they're not going to necessarily like you said, notice things closely or, you know, give you, give you consideration for right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think so, that's the same thing where, Hey, if they make an error, I don't want them to make it again. But I, but I also think like going back to really quick to your point, I have many thoughts on this, but because there are coaches that are out of line so often refs are having to turn off, turn that line, make that line much more firm and they don't let us old guys talk to them as much. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I understand it. I get so, it. Yeah, I get it. I get I just it. It's, not, it's like not easy. Yeah. And once again, yeah. I think we'll end with some empathy for the rest. The refs are great. Yeah, it's yeah. nice that it's, it's not an easy job. And over my, the longer I've coached, the nicer I've been to refs. Yeah. It's because they do, they do, they do hard jobs yeah. for not, not a lot of... We, I mean, we had the one the other night in our state match and parents on both sides were just in their ear on every cost tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It absolutely is. So, right on. Well, that's a great scenario. All right. Awesome. So, we're on to the videos. Videos. Okay. There's a bunch of great beach stuff on the There's ALC. a bunch. Did you get into some of that? Well, so, I didn't exactly go into just beach, per se, but I did go into but some of the But there's so cool much beach videos. stuff on there. There absolutely is great beach stuff on there, for sure. And people check it out. But what I did is I put Adam Johnson's 
Beach Helps Indoor, Indoor, Indoor Helps Beach video. Oh, ah, okay. Adam Johnson, hey, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, beach he was player and okay. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yes. And then another okay player, just kidding, Holly McPeak. Okay. Her video on the differences and training the differences. And this is actually where you really get into some of the specifics. And I really love this video. It's an excellent video on, you know, where do we pass? Where do we right. set? All this great stuff. Um, and even dealing with some of the conditions of wind and stuff like that. And then the third resource, I guess, if you will, is a, is a podcast. So this is not a video, but this is a podcast that I created um, called the Volley Nerd Podcast. And we did a Volley Pod on there with Justin Marshall, who is the head coach of Beach and the assistant for indoor at Park University. Okay. And you guys it, got into it. We got into the beach and indoor comparison. So you spent the whole pod getting into it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So it's a good hour pod, something like that, that we talk all about those comparisons and so people would i hope i hope people would appreciate that so nice. i think that'd be a cool one so all right a shameless plug for shameless you because i do them all the time for aoc and my stuff absolutely and so now you get one in I absolutely love it. and uh, I love it. all those links will be in the show notes for sure sweet sweet so, speaking of uh links in the show notes yeah so what's we have resource? a resource yeah. and you know it's funny i've used a bunch of different apps through the years for skill filming and showing players okay and the recent one is because we have Huddle. We were using Huddle Technique. Okay. And that is actually no longer. Right. And a bunch of them have kind of gone out of Coach's business. Eye went out. Coach's yeah. Eye went out. Because yeah. that became the Huddle. Then Huddle went out. Okay. And the one I ended up with this year is called OnForm. Okay. And it's cool. really good. Okay. I got to do check But it's out. expensive. Okay. And because okay. we used to get it for free, basically. Right. Or oh, so, yeah. like five bucks. Yeah. And this is subscription. Okay. It's like 30 bucks a month. Okay. 29 bucks a month but so a buck a day yeah. but it's really good okay it allows you to store them send them to kids email them to kids mark them it has the wheel for the slow-mo that i like okay. where you yeah. can do that and oh, so yeah. um on form is the name of it uh video skill teaching app and you use it for it's just it's uh you know, I got it for, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it like now that I'm out of my season, but for my three months spending the 60 bucks, oh, yeah. I definitely got my money's worth. Yeah. And I like that. You're absolutely right. There hasn't been great stuff for individual technique. Right. Right. And I love that slow-mo feature. So that's really cool. So I got to get on that yep. one because I haven't been doing that. So right on. Well, what a cool episode. I mean, we kind of went a little different, I feel like, than some of our other episodes. But uh, The we, beach one was different. It's like, yeah. hey, you're teaching kids the different stuff. That's good teaching. I, that one threw me. I was like, oh, Davis is coming. He's got this <laughs> creative mind. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool out to there. see it. I yeah. loved it. And then, Speaking of shameless plugs, yes, I'm going to do yes. a shameless plug for our December 3rd. Oh, yes. Because that's coming up. That's cool. Our December 3rd uh, video clinic. Virtual know, I'm sorry, Virtual clinic yep. is coming up. And uh, hey, uh, i got to start doing my homework because i got to really get in there and start getting questions set up because I'm moderating that. So yeah. time for me to uh, get on get it. to it. My season's over. I have no excuse now. <laughs> I'm not watching video and, you know, buried into my yeah. house uh, watching, you know, trying to find who we're playing and looking up video those days are uh the days are over absolutely well uh it was a good run it was a good run oh it's fun. It fun it was a fun. Great and fun pod today fun pod today i loved it we also talked about you know uh, dealing 
with refs that are inexperienced or perhaps below average. And then we talked about the resource, which was um, wonderful. You know, and we had some videos, normal, and, and then the Bali Nerd, we had to throw video. that in, and yes. then we had On Form. Yes, On Form. Check it out. So a lot of great stuff, and we'll see you next week. Great, Davis. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.